Welcome to That 80 Show. This is a show for people that go, when they sit down or stand up. If that's you, you've come to the right place with like-minded people. How are you, Dory? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, relatable, relatable. And also, like those whose knees click when they when they sit down and stand up Mm. as well. Mm. Listen, I'm I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a soccer player. I'm a soccer player, so I mm-hmm. used to be a soccer player. So my knees have done that for like since my late teens. But yes, I take the point. Okay. <laughs> so um, we opened up. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, we open up there with what I think has become my favorite Pet Shop Boys song over the years, Rent. Like it was kind of it, it was never a massive hit of theirs, right? It was a medium-sized hit of theirs, and mm. it's always been in my top three favorite songs of theirs, I have to say. Mm. It's outstanding. You know, I came always. into that mm. 80 show doing it regularly. Like, you know all the 80 songs, and you just get an affinity to certain songs. You go, you know what? That's And listen, it's a hell of a catalog, choosing your favorite Pet Shop Boys song. <laughs> I mean, mm. that's a big, big statement. Massive statement. Dory, 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 another week that we go down the 1980s rabbit hole. Artificial intelligence. Now, back in the 80s. Mm. We, mm. What did we think it was? It was Kit, right? That was like the extent of artificial intelligence. Um, well, weren't there like um, robot-type computers as well? Oh, um, y- yes. That, that circuit. The robot from uh. Riptide. <laughs> Yes. The, oh, Johnny Five was alive. So he wasn't artificial intelligence. He was actual intelligence. He was real. He was yes. real intelligence. Actually, funny that you mentioned Johnny Five because I got a Johnny Five linked story later. But first, we're going to get into something, right? Sorry. We've got a little running order, yeah. behind, a peek behind the curtain. We, we have a running order because we, 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 there is an order and structure to the show. I send Dory something and I said, Dory, it's a Google Drive link. You got to click on it. Do not mm-hmm. open until we're busy with the show, until we're on air. Okay, on the internet yep. with the kilobits and the kilobytes, right? And Murphy's Law, you won't be able to open it up. <laughs> but what this is, right? <laughs> so there's an artist, right? His name is Vincenzi. And he's got a project called okay. Robo Mojo. Okay. So what he does, and right. he's, a lot of people are doing this. He feeds movie titles into this artificial intelligence thing. Well, I don't even know what it is. A comp- I assume it's a computer, but they make it sound a lot more complex than that, right? He takes movie titles and uh, movie title or a descriptor of the movie and it generates artificial intelligence, a movie poster for this movie, right? Okay. The project is called Robo okay, so this is kind of like, yeah, so this is kind of like all those AI art things that are going around. Yes, yes, right. So so if you've been on social media, if you follow any pop culture, counterculture, nerd culture, you would have seen these things, right? Tech culture, you would have seen these things. So he's done one, RoboMojo, specifically movie posters. Now there's a whole load of them, right? Probably close to a hundred. We're going to put the whole article up. You can go look at all of them, but specifically for Dory's viewing pleasure. Now, Dory, you're very good with words. Dory's very descriptive. I'm going to need you to explain now a lot of these are favorite 80s movies right and remember all he did was take the name and a brief description of the movie and put it into this ai thing and it said here is your movie poster for it i want you to click on and open it we're going to go through do our best to describe we're we're, actually this is on the facebook page that 80 show essay right now okay so you can follow along and look at these god awful spawn of hell Movie posters <laughs> from the eighties. You're laughing already. Let's go no, through some. No, I haven't clicked on it yet. I haven't you I'm clicked excited. On? Which one must I? Which one must I open? So just click on the link. You're gonna. There's a folder. There's a four, eight, yes, twelve, I'm sixteen. I'm in the folder. Okay. Yeah. Oh, are you not seeing the previews? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. They're too small. <laughs> They're too small. Right. So the movies in there. Okay. What I'll do. Let's play bingo. Right. There is, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the first four movies. I'm going to give you Three Amigos, Stand By Me, or Pretty in Pink. Okay. Go look for those and open you whichever one of those. Pretty okay, in Pink. All right. I thought, oh, I thought I should choose one. I will start with the Three Amigos. Okay. <laughs> it is opening. Now you remember. 
<laughs> so you remember the 1980s movie Three Amigos, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, Steve Martin. They're actors. They they culturally appropriate Mexican culture, and uh, they get sent down to go stop Al Guapo, right? But this AI generator right. did not think that's the movie. <laughs> Paolo, is it just me or do these people look not Mexican? Okay, so they don't look Mexican. They look, they, they look, they don't look Mexican, right? But it is three they men. They look Oriental, either Japanese yes. or Chinese or Korean. Correct. And right. uh, they're very similar looking, but they're embracing each other. <laughs> they look like very good amigos. <laughs> they look... Sad, they look like sad and serious amigos. Like this could be, you know, like with that South Korean movie that won the Oscar two years ago. That yes. it, it looks like the follow up to that. But the funniest thing about it is this AI generator did not change the font of Three Amigos. <laughs> so it's still festive Mexican. It looks like Muchacho's restaurant, <laughs> but it's got three men in a loving embrace. Okay, so that's AI generated Three Amigos. Dory, pretty in pink is dystopian as fuck. You want to click on that? I'm opening it. Tell us what's going on. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What? How? How? I don't understand. I'm I'm speechless. I don't understand. So it keeps the title. Okay. He's crazy about her. She's crazy about him. Pretty in pink. That's what it's about. Molly Ringwald. Right. But this pretty in pink is very different. <laughs> this is not uh, John Hughes shenanigans. What, what could he have fed into the AI to produce this image, though? I'm very confused because nowhere in the description of pretty in pink does it say apocalyptic robot in bright pink dress on dystopi- dystopian landscape. Exactly. Right. So what is it taking? Maybe angst. Angst. Maybe AI sees angst differently right? <laughs> maybe Ringwald, maybe it misinterpreted Ringwald. Um, that is not very intelligent. I really would love to know what happened there. Yeah, like, that is it doesn't make any sense. Very intelligent, right? So that is one. I want you to go, okay, not 80s. I'm going to cheat. I want you to click on okay. the one called Greece. Remember, all, okay. they, all they do is they feed in the song title. <laughs> Brief description. <laughs> so Greece oh is two blobs of Greece with eyes looking. Are they loving at each other? One's leaking a lot more. Um, Greece is the word. Artificial intelligence think that the movie is Greece is about two grease balls. Literal. I'm not being. I mean- a- I'm not, yeah, I'm not being ugly. <laughs> with, with, with googly eyes, don't forget the googly eyes. The googly eyes. But Paolo, I would say melting, not leaking. They yeah, are melting. They are melting. They are melting. <laughs> so that doesn't quite make sense. I want to go to, let's keep with the 80s movies. I want you to click on the one called Footloose, right? And so remember now Footloose, 80s was, mm-hmm. dancing was banned in a town. It was banned. Artificial intelligence interprets Footloose very differently. <laughs> <laughs> it is god well, awful. You, let me just say, let me just say, if you have a foot fetish, this poster is for you. It, it's not for me because I find feet disgusting. <laughs> I wish we had like little Lego feet. Like that's why I think I like shoes so much because I think feet are so gross. <laughs> this is absolute worst nightmare. It is just well, the, these feet are very deformed they are so it's there's about 15 different feats right they don't look like they belong to the same person so it's not like like eight people putting their feet up that you got 16 feet these are like different feet of different people they don't belong to the same body and they are very weird they are loose they are loose feet (laughs) they are loose feet um and I would have they, thought they would have put a pig in there somewhere because it would have interpreted bacon somehow. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, some of them don't even have toes. They have like a yep. mono toe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe. It's a mess. That is the most disturbing picture I've seen all year. No, it's a mess. Okay, then let's see if we can get even more disturbing 
We're going to wrap this up I soon. want to click on Dirty Dancing, but I don't want to click no, on Dirty Dancing. No, that's what I'm going to tell you. That's what I want to tell you. Listen, this is very visual. Please follow along that 80 Show essay on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Please click on Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze, oh. Jennifer Grey. I don't know what the artificial intelligence is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Babe meets Dirty Dancing because it got the dirty and it got the dancing, but it's two pigs dancing. And the one's wearing a tutu. And one's in a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got close. Got close. Okay. We're looking at artificial intelligence. Interpretations of 80s movies. They fed it. Robo Mojo fed it into the machine. These are 80s movies. Their titles. Brief descriptor. This is what the movie's about. Artificial intelligence said so. There's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters kind of looks like what you'd expect. It's ghosts. Um, I wanted to do two more, but I want you to click just quickly on Mad Max, right? Remember Mad Max, Mel Gibson? This is a true dystopian yep. future. Um, it went quite literal on this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's Mad Uncle Max. Yep. It's just a man, looks like an uncle, and he looks mad. He just looks like a man, yep. Max, who's mad. And so there are children crying. There are children, weird AI faces. Dory, Crocodile Dundee, quickly, second last one. I hope Back to the Future 2 is the last one because I want to see that Yes, one. that's the one. Crocodile, okay. Crocodile Dundee. Paul oh, Hope. my God. Crocodile Dundee <laughs> is a thing of beauty. <laughs> it looks like. It's a crocodile man. It's a crocodile man. It is a crocodile man. It looks like it's very 1980s catalog, right? Very 1980s catalog outfit. Rolled up blazer sleeves. You know, we only did that in the 80s. Checked shirt, orange tie. But it's a crocodile. It's a literal crocodile. This is a crocodile. His name's Dundee. And this is about him. This is a very different movie. <laughs> you know, like Dirty Dancing, it's still about dancing, right? Crocodile Dundee. Yes. This, this is like a Pixar film. Could be Pixar, <laughs> right? The human hands really disturb me with the crocodile head, though. Great spot, though, because the artificial intelligence went, I'm putting in a tail, but you're getting man hands. <laughs> right. Okay, we're going to finish on our favorite movie series of the 80s, except for Back to the Future 3. Kind of makes sense why it was in there, but we talk less about it. This one had got pretty good. I think this was kind of must have been the last one it posted because it's pretty on the money. Oh, wow. That's very accurate. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It just looks like very arty, but it's got the DeLorean. Even the clothes, Marty McFly's clothes are pretty accurate. Um, so, and uh, it's kind of disappointing. Just Marty's think. face looks weird. That's yeah. All. Yeah. But, but it gets it. It kind of, it's a Tina gets it. It's kind of like you'd expect this to be like a Cold War, like it's very Cold War art looky, you know, Russian art type of look. Like, have you ever seen the Russian Mickey Mouse? You ever seen him, Mickey Mouse? No. <laughs> oh, the Russian Mickey Mouse is wild, okay? This kind of looks like that art. So Back to the Future, I reckon this must have been the last one they put in because the, the intelligence was getting, I get it now. Um, but uh, very I different am movies. I Russian Mickey Mouse, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my He's God. Wild. He's wild. Like Google Russian Mickey Mouse right now. He's wild. That is propaganda form all over. It's not over disturbing it. at all. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's um, it will kill you. It will kill you. Uh, as will the artificial intelligence. Um, I think, we, you know, kind of like, once a week, you'll see like a big artificial intelligence story. And it goes, artificial intelligence did this, it wrote this, interpreted that, whatever. I'm not watching artificial intelligence movies for nothing. Um, they'll probably make more sense than a lot of shit we have watched. <laughs> probably make a hell of a lot more sense than Red Sonja. Um, but- well, uh, <laughs> So just for fun, I clicked on Steel Magnolias and a lovely field of magnolias with a deadly looking robot standing in them. Uh, made I of mean, steel. Pretty he's accurate. Made, he's made of steel. <laughs> a man of steel. <laughs> a man of steel. So that is if AI, AI interpretations of 1980s 
movies through Amigos still kills me because <laughs> look, I'm about to change the <laughs> What must it be thinking? What did it get that it goes, they're not even Mexican. They're not even Mexican, these guys. <laughs> How oh. did they get to the Oriental look? That, it's so weird. Yeah. Okay. Must be. I'll stop asking questions of AI. Stop asking questions and just accept your robot overlords. I mean, foolish lady. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) you mentioned um, what have we been doing the past few weeks on that 80s show is we kind of tell each other about cool 80s moments that we've seen in current shows, right? Current movies and, and, you know, nice little throwbacks, right? So this week, uh, and you mentioned Short Circuit, we're speaking Johnny Five. I went to watch Bullet Train, uh, the new Brad Pitt movie, right? It's a romp. What a Isn't lot of- there already a movie called Bullet Train? Oh, uh, well, yes, this is the one I watched. <laughs> no, no, I know. but like an old, yeah. an old one. Something. There, okay. there is, there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine that people haven't made a Bullet Train, but yeah, I think there is, because when I was Googling the soundtrack, uh, I got another one. So yes, there is probably another Bullet Train. This is the Brad Pitt one, the new one. It's a romp. It's like, it's just fun. It's fun to watch. And uh, halfway through the movie, they play, this is the Johnny Five link, Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero, right? Which, as we know- You mean the song from Footless? Well, I take it as the song from Short Circuit. (laughs) I know, and for me, it's the song from Footless. How wild is that? Because for me, like, listen, you must know, I love Johnny Five, right? So to see him swinging off a crane, spoiler alert, see him- with a full-on Rambo like headband swinging <laughs> off a crane to the sounds of Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. I mean, what kind of like mid-80s primary school joygasm are we talking about here? Those are gross words to put together. But you get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So, but so so for you, it's the the what, what scene was it in Footloose? It wasn't the fight dance scene. I'm sure it was a montage. Uh, was it good montage song? <laughs> it's top class montage. I mean, it's not the montage of when he's learning to when when he's teaching the other dude to dance. No, it's not that. I don't think. And it's not the fight it's dance not song. When he no fight, it's not fight dancing. <sighs> I'm going to do some investigation and I'll get back to you. Is he fight dancing or dance fighting? Because there's a subtle difference, right? What is the subtle difference? Well, I mean, fight dancing is like that happens at Billy the Bums every Friday night, right? Dance fighting is dancing in such a way that you're warding off enemies, right? I think there is a difference. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, we do. Well, you do. So, bullet train, holding out for a hero, but not Bonnie Tyler. It's a Japanese version of holding out for a hero, right? I'm going to play you a little bit of it. Okay. Oh, my word. This is fantastic. It's by a, an artist called uh, Miki Asakura. Okay. Miki Asakura. Okay. This is holding out for a hero from the movie. I'm sure it's from everywhere else. <laughs> it's mo- used in the movie Bullet Train. And I'm in love. <laughs> I mean, it's recognizable and yet uniquely new. It, so, right, yeah. right. I love how there's no Japanese word for hero. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, so that is my um, 80s moment that I found in modern day pop culture. Um, but of course, if we had a choice of watching a new film versus watching a film, TV show from the 80s. We're choosing the 80s one all the time. I'm making my way through Golden Girls on Disney+. Plus. It did not age well. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not mm, aged well. No. Like B. Arthur um, in that show. She was 23. Caftans. Caftans. Wow. Yes. So many. Mm. Sophia kills me though. You got you to gotta <laughs> go watch Sophia's Best Moments. Sicily, 1912. Picture it. <laughs> uh, but we're picturing ourselves in the 1980s video shop of our lives. A young Dorian Paolo go and walk in and expectedly, my video shop had a blue tag for VHS and a yellow tag for Betamax. As a cheese boy, I had both. I could choose Betamax or VHS. Didn't matter. Huh. Huh. Didn't matter. Oh, aren't you lucky? Yeah, I was like, had 
Hmm. Smorgasbord of choices. Some video shops, they actually literally had the amount of videos stacked on. Those are the guys who rent wasn't a problem. You know, if there were six copies, they had six. Yep. Other guys went out in the back, smoked some weed. Obviously, we didn't know the smell as a child. Dory, right. your recommendation for this week's viewing pleasure. My recommendation this <laughs> yes, my recommendation this week is a new TV series Ooh. that has three storylines, and one of them is gloriously lit in 1984. Oh. And when I say gloriously, they have overdone the home decor, the hair, the shoulder pads, the clothes, the very bright pink makeup. They've done it to the max. And not only is 1984 gloriously portrayed in this show, it is a really good TV show. Like one of the other, the other storylines are set in, one is set in 1963 and the other one is set in 2019. There is a link between all three storylines. This series is available to be watched on Showmax. Mm-hmm. Replug to Showmax. Please sponsor our show Showmax. <laughs> I don't know if you would have watched it, but you must if you have not yet. This is a TV series called Why Women Kill. Uh, you know, we've spoken about this before. My wife loves shows like this. Yeah? No, we've spoken about this theory. Right. My wife loves shows like this. Right. Is it, should I worry that she sits there with a notepad while watching <laughs> these shows? How to dispose of bodies, how to cover up the tracks, how to trick judges? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that kind of show. It's literally called Why Women Kill, not How to Kill. Oh, right. Okay, women. good, good, good. It's oh, three great storylines. And there's, there's a lot of mystery because you're like, okay, who's going to die and why are they going to die and who's going to be doing the killing? You know that a woman will be doing the killing, but you don't know which woman, you don't know why. It unravels beautifully through the course of the, this is only season one I'm talking about. There is a second season, completely different storyline, haven't watched it yet. Um, so it might also have a storyline set in the 80s, I don't know. But I really just want to talk about season one because the main star of the 1984 storyline, and she kills it, Mm. pun intended, (laughs) is Lucy Liu. Yes. This is why it rings a bell. As you said it, I just had a quick Google. I was like, yes, I have seen this movie, this TV series lined up. And she does look fantastic because she is kind of like Joan Collins-ish. Right, in her dress. Yes. Yes. And, and and her character. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Well, she starts out like you're like, oh, this woman is not nice. But uh, things change. Let's just put it that way. But yes, she's a very, let's call her spoilt, a woman who likes her material things. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it starts out. No spoilers, but that's, you know. Give it a, you got to like get into the story. It um, maneuvers. But Lucy Liu is so, <laughs> she's so funny because she does play that bitchy character so well. Yeah. And she really does pull off the whole 80s hair and the clothes. But Paolo, the star of this TV show is the house. In fact, the house is the main star of the whole show, all three storylines. I told you the three different time periods. Yes. But – it's all set in the same house. I'm getting- So it's like, oh, well, the people- My wife was yeah. watching this. She was watching this. I was like, I saw it in the background. I do remember the house. So I've, I, 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 was, I was accomplice to this, if not directly involved. Yes, that, that's 100% correct. The house is the linking um, link. Yes. As links link. Now, yeah. the way the house is decorated in 1984, it's actually a bit too much. It has- bright purple walls, lots of garish art all over the walls. It's, it's overwhelmingly, you know how I always talk about the house from ruthless people, how it's so perfectly eighties and kitsch. This is like beyond that even. Oh really? The house is the star. Absolutely. But like, like I say, it's actually a really good show with really good stories but you can appreciate specifically, and I mean, you know, I'm watching it with, with my with my kid, with my kid, and it's like, oh, which is your favorite storyline? And I'm like, well, I know it's. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say my favorite storyline is the '80s, but it really is 
probably, I think, the, more, the most interesting storyline of the three. And really surprises you, goes in a, in a direction that you think it's going to go, and you're surprised. There's twists to it. Highly recommend this show for its beautiful 80s-ness and also just for its actual really good story. Highly recommend. <clears throat> there is a um, – am I right in it that Lucy Liu – uh, there is mm-hmm. an aerobics class. She at one point I remember her being in an aerobics oh, yes. class. Yes. Oh yes. yes, she goes to the gym, and she has a friend who goes to the gym. And yes, there are leg warmers. There is leotards. Like I say, they've done it perfectly. I don't want to actually give the storyline away, but um, they cover. It's actually it's a little bit. I mean, it's funny, but it's also got some serious and sad mm. bits. It'll take you places. The show. It's a. Uh, it's worthwhile. That's all. I, I can't really, I don't want to give too much away. All I want to say is watch it. Also, it's not a huge, it's not a huge amount of episodes. I'm not sure how many episodes in total, but um, thoroughly enjoyable and well done to the people who really captured the, the, the color of yes. the time is all yes. I can say. Because I'd imagine that like you would, go you'd get references right you'd probably go like find old yeah. 80s magazines like house and home and decor magazines and things like that and look at it but obviously they faded over time and they didn't have like high definition cameras and they were limited so they went like okay look let's look around right most people that grew up in houses like this wear glasses so it must be bright as shit so just make it bright <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's my then- logic yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely the reference point. Just, you think it's bright enough, turn it up one more notch. That's it. Kind of thing. That's it. So, and that- there is, it's worth mentioning, it's not a big role. There is a character in it who has a relatively small role. I think she's only in one or maybe two episodes. But her name is Haley Hasselhoff. Oh. Any guesses who she's related to? Listen, yeah, we've discussed <laughs> the Hasselhoff spawn <laughs> on the <this> show mm-hmm. <laughs> selling out your father mm-hmm. when he's drunk on the floor but um yes we will acknowledge the existence of the Hasselhoff children <laughs> indeed indeed um great movie recommendation i was in the room while it was being watched i did not watch it i did appreciate the 80s moments that i glanced up and saw and i know that there was a fantastic you were in the movie scene. while it was being watched uh-huh. And I was in the room. What did I say? I was in the room while I was oh, being watched. I, think I, I heard you. I heard I was in the movie, but maybe I misheard you. I don't know. Check the tapes. <laughs> no, was, um, it, was being, <laughs> it was being watched around me and uh, yes. I did not care for the other bits. I did know that there was 80s-ness and I did notice Lucy Liu, uh, particularly in her aerobics class. Yes. And, um, There's actually a nice little montage of like the best of bits of her specifically from the show on YouTube. I will post the link so people can get an idea of her character, the storyline and decide. If they, but I, don't even decide. Just just watch it. It's a good show. Just watch it. Is the montage set to holding out for a hero? No, it's a, actual pieces from the show with dialogue. Mm. So there's no movie soundtrack. But I mean, can that you, would have been can we make kind one? of perfect. Can we make one? Let's make one. Super cut. Let's make right. one. Okay, so that is a really good recommendation. Like I say, I was it was being watched in my presence, and the people watching enjoyed it. I have a movie, Dory. I cannot believe one we've never recommended this movie, and I cannot believe two that we've never recommended this actor. Nineteen eighty one, going right back. It was kind of this actor, he's a British actor. This was his American breakthrough. He was in a movie a year or two before that was kind of very iconic for its time, late 70s movie. But this movie was his first one because the earlier movie he was in was remembered for very different reasons. I'm talking about the movie Arthur starring Dudley Moore. Okay. Now, of course, Arthur, his first American movie was 10 with Bo Derek. Remember her with she had the braids when it wasn't, you know, when it was cool for oh, white people yes, to have I braids, think, right? I think that's it's a very memorable scene, that. Right? Like, no one noticed Dudley Moore. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Bo Derek running on the beach. No one gives a shit about Dudley Moore. So anyway, 
couple of years ma- later, he makes the movie Arthur. Now, this isn't the rubbish remake that was made like 10 years back with Russell Brand. No fault of Russell Brand, but Arthur is such a character that was so of the time that it just kind of worked and they just didn't have the heart. So Arthur plays a playboy, quite pretty old playboy. I didn't really buy into that. I felt like playboys are supposed to be younger and super good looking. Um, Dudley Moore is none of those, (laughs) okay, but. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a remake with Russell Brand. I will avoid. I didn't know it existed and I shall continue to live like that. Oh yes, I will will chat on it. So the story follows the same in both of them that he's a playboy um, from a very, very rich family and he's just, you know, enjoying his life. Uh, One of the lines he drives around. Indulged. He drives around. He picks up prostitutes and the one prostitute asks him, uh, what do you do for a living? He says, well, I race cars, I play tennis and I fondle women, but I take the week weekends off right so this is everything you need to know about arthur and uh mm. he gets threatened so they say listen you've either got to marry get married so you can keep the fortune or if you don't marry this woman we're actually kicking out the family and you lose all your money so he's like okay reluctantly he's going to get married doesn't give a shit he's a drunk he's an absolute drunk all the time uh plays a drunk very endearingly right i think we've got like very different opinions and understandings of like you know, uh, alcohol addiction now compared to what we had back then, but it's a very endearing character. And uh, so yes. while this whole thing's happening that he's supposed to get married, he falls in love very strangely and very unbelievably with Liza Minnelli, right? Um, Why strangely and unbelievably? I don't buy her as, I think it's more her character. She plays like a shop assistant. She just works in a store. Mm. And Liza Minnelli is so grand, so like not like that girl next doorish. She's a dame, right? She's Liza Minnelli. She's mm. grand and opulent. I just don't buy her as a like a commoner. But, but in that role, from what I remember, because it has been a long time since I've watched this movie, she was very quirky. She was, and she held her own against um, Dudley Moore, who was like tour de force, right? But I just didn't believe her character. Like and like, I don't. I didn't believe Dudley Moore as a playboy, um, and that's that's a me problem. Um, but I didn't mm. believe her as just being a common person, you know, because you just felt at any moment she's just gonna you know break out into song on Broadway, you know. Um, so they fall in love, and uh, shenanigans. I mean, it's just shenanigans. Dudley Moore plays. The movie is full of hilarious one-liners, right? And a lot of it, it actually has come out a fair bit of it is ad-libbed it's just Dudley Moore completely going off there is a scene where he now meets his future father-in-law of the woman he's supposed to marry also super rich guy connected New York society and he says to the guy he says to the father he offers him he says would you like to drink and he says no 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 one in my family drinks we find that it clouds our decision making and Dudley Moore says yes right. yes I said I know it it says look I don't know if I agree with you or not I can't decide <laughs> and they're standing in front of a massive moose head, right? Uh, you know, a nice opulent massive moose head. But Dudley Moore yeah. goes off script at this point and just kind of stops the, the scripted but looks at the moose and he goes, where's the rest of this moose? <laughs> so, for the, you know, the other actor tries to bring him back in, but Dudley Moore now goes completely off and keeps talking about the moose. You know, and like, oh, this is a tough room. To where the actor says, a point in it where he says, would you stop talking about the moose? Wasn't scripted. He wanted Dudley Moore to stop talking about the moose. But he had just decided, <laughs> no, this moose is hilarious. Um, it is full of ridiculous one-liners. Dudley Moore is a fantastic drunk. Um, I actually, even yes. while researching this movie, I was like, I searched, was Dudley, Dudley Moore actually a drunk? Um, no, not 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 Because like, he was very convincing and he made it look like so much fun. He He, he did. He did. Um, so mm. that is Arthur. They did make a sequel a few years later and it's described that said, if Arthur one was your fun drunken night out, Arthur two is the hangover. Uh, <laughs> the, the same cast, none of the charm, kind of didn't work. Um, had a better soundtrack, had OMD on the soundtrack, Kylie Minogue, um, didn't really work. Then of course in 2011, they did a Russell Brand remake. Same storyline, but Russell Brand does well in it. Uh, but it's just, Dudley Moore is just this character that I just don't think anyone else can can recreate. So that kind of bombed and flopped, and Russell Moore is in, uh, uh, Russell Brand is embarrassed of doing it. Um, and yes, mm. that is my movie, Arthur. Um, 
fantastic, fun really, movie. Really, really good one. I, I can't believe we haven't done it before. No, and I do want to say, if you do find Arthur, it is available on a couple of streaming services. Just make sure that the version you get has the sound has been remastered because <laughs> when Dudley Moore is speaking like a drunk dude on the original, you can't hear a th thing he's saying. <laughs> he's like so mumbled. <laughs> yes. Um. So that is... Well, I'm old. I mostly have to watch the subtitles these days because <laughs> I'm old. Tell me about it. I do the same <laughs> thing, especially on Netflix with that stupid... It's a thing, yeah. right? Netflix makes their sound weird. Oh. They've got a weird thing. Yeah. It's an actual thing. It's You've got to change the sound though. You've got to change it. Oh. We have to change it Yeah, under the sound settings. I can't remember the exact thing, but like it's it's default is the the weird muffly sound that you can't hear, and then you change it under the audio settings to a different one, and then suddenly the sound is a bit clearer. Oh my god! Probably the most useful thing ever to come out of that <laughs> show. <laughs> so that is Dory's TV series recommendation. It is season one or two that you're recommending two, whereas it's further on in the time. It's season one. Season, season one. one. I haven't watched season two okay. yet. There might be an 80 storyline in season two. If no. so, I shall review that later on in the year. No, it doesn't. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. It's, it's only in season one. Ah, well, there you go. Of Why Women Kill. And then my uh, movie recommendation of Arthur. And of course, like every great 80s movie, it had an iconic song. This is that 80s show, Dory Christopher Cross. <laughs> it's always going to get you with the schmutz. It's such a lovely song. It oh, is. Really nostalgic, that one. Arthur's theme. Uh, fans of that 80s show, you're going to witness something here today. To just turn down all distractions. I'm going to try and get Dory to feel sympathy for one of the brothers from Bross. Other one, anyone. Ah. We're going to see. Dory is not a fan of Bross, never has been. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no one can make sense of it. <laughs> you don't like one of these songs? No. <sighs> okay. We're gonna Why try is something. It's so hard to understand. You may remember them. Big hit, When Will I Be Famous? <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> Two mm. brothers. I'm going to try to get you to feel sorry for Matt Goss. Okay. I don't know which one is which. I don't know. Weren't they three brothers? I mean, they look the same. Weren't, but weren't they three? Or am I thinking? I feel like they were the twins yes. and then the third member of the band who may or may not have been related to them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, they were, they were weird looking then. They're super handsome now. They are handsome as shit, those two right now. Super rich, went into property. Like, they are so rich. It's unreal. Matt Goss, okay. One of the twins is in Strictly Come Dancing. And uh, he lives in the U US and he has to go to the UK now. Strictly Come Dancing, reality show, I imagine 12, 15 weeks. You've kind of got to be in, you kind of got to be like seconded the whole time whilst they know that you've been knocked out, right? So I suppose long-term trip, he's got to go back to the US or UK from the US. But he has to leave his right. dog behind, Dari, for 12 weeks. Because okay, now that's not fair. You you were saying you were going to make me feel sorry for Matt Goss. You didn't warn me that there was an animal involved. The dog has breathing difficulties and can't go on the plane, Dory. <laughs> it's a French bulldog. You can't take it on such a long trip. It's traumatic. Dory? Oh, Say on, but he's only going to be gone for... Okay, I know 12 weeks is long, but it's not forever. It's long. The dog doesn't know. Dogs don't know time. Oh, such a lovely picture here of his dog. His beloved dog is Reggie. Oh, there's such a beautiful picture I, I, here. I'm looking at the picture and I have to say he has improved with age. Looks Not handsome as shit. Talking about Matt Goss. There's, there's hair plugs there. <laughs> Look, there's hair plugs. Let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not hating. Are but you sure? No, those are plugs. You can see that. Sorry, those are plugs. Those are plugs. But there's plugs and pugs. No, he's a French bulldog. He's not a pug. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Wrong shit. flat nose dog. He has to, he, shame and they're notorious. He has to leave. Listen, I'm excited and I'm nervous. You have the conversation, you think I've got to dance. Oh, but um, I have to leave my dog behind. Oh, so Dory, do you feel sorry for Matt Goss of Bross? I feel sorry for Reggie. Okay. 
But Dory, I gotta say, listen, we're gonna post these pictures up. <laughs> these brothers have had a shitload of work done because they look nothing like they did. They, they are not the same people. In fact, he looks more like Morton Hockett than he looked like himself. Probably the same surgeon. Um, mm-hmm. he, he he looks so different. Like, listen, I know he's all about that LA, LA lifestyle, that, but the, <laughs> you gotta check this picture. This is not the brass you remember. Dory would have been into them if I think they looked like this. No, no, still not. But I uh, look very good surgeon, yes. assuming it was surgery because it does not, you know, it, it's, it's been done well. Let's just put it that way. It has been done well. Okay. So you do feel, okay. So you do feel a little bit of sympathy for Bros. I think, is it, uh, is it Matt who's got new music out or Luke? Cause they, they didn't, I, re- I don't care. They haven't released as Bros. Only one of them has released new music it's on the charts. Sorry. It's parades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, remember you played it to me yes, when we were doing the Heritage Chart, mm-hmm. and I actually did quite like the song. And I have a feeling it was Luke. Okay. But I did quite like the song, actually. See, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Remember, go check that out. So Dory does feel f- something for one of the bros from Bros. So that's called progress. <laughs> I'm looking at this on, on the article. There's a picture of them from the eighties. That third member, I don't think he's related to them. No. <laughs> Poor guy. That is, that is like being the guy with hair and right said Fred, <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, said Fred, the two bald guys. No, there was a hair guy. <laughs> he's literally the third wheel. No, like, like literally, like who is that guy? He's not even a brats. He's not a twin. Um, Say, save the third guy from Bross. I think hashtag save the third guy from Bross. <laughs> what is his name even? <laughs> Let's jump on. Let's just, this is do live investigative reporting here. Let's hit the old Wikipedia and no Wikipedia. I'm not going to pay you any money. Just stop fucking asking me. I will never pay to, <laughs> to use Wikipedia. Um, Bross, British band, English boy band members, um, two twin brothers, Moot, uh, Matt and Luke, and their friend Craig Logan. Craig, that's the other guy. Their friend. Their friend. Okay, it looks like Luke is actually an actor now. Yes. So it must this new, the new song must have been that. It must have been. We'll we'll check that out. We'll check that out and go and go back into that. But you oh. always need a Craig. You always need a Craig by your side, just being there. And anyone who knows a Craig knows he's Craig. he's normally the third wheel. Let's be honest. Listen, if you're a Craig and you don't think you're a, you're a third wheel, you're a third wheel, Craig. I I gotta break it to, you, to every Craig <laughs> before we go. Um, that eightieskids.com, fantastic website. We love it. Eightieskids.com get a lot of cool content mm-hmm. out of there. They put out an article this week of the rarest cassette tapes from the 80s, right? So we're going to name the ones that we know. But my God, there are some fantastic named bands in this on that Facebook, that 80s show Facebook page. A band called 24 Hours with an album called Throbbing Gristle. I've never heard of these people. Um, Another one (laughs) called (laughs) Throbbing Gristle. Are these real? Well, I mean, Rambler. Oh, the fuck? Awake Rambler. There's another one called We Spit on Their Graves. A band called We Spit in the oh, Graves. Well, they, they, them I've heard of. Them I've heard of. Yeah, have, have you heard of Achieve the yeah. Mutilation? Nope. And Anthems for Doomed Youth? And mm. The Untied Diaries? Why is the Smashing Pumpkins on this list? Oh, I don't know. Uh, because they sometimes do 90s stuff, right? So these are the most, the rarest cassette tapes you can get. So the one that you'll recognize is the Madonna Collection released in the Philippines, right? So in the 80s, while there's like a, the, a, a military, they're, they're overthrowing the government, they release this four cassette Madonna like box set, right? Fuck, it's cool. <laughs> it's <laughs> Really? Yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, because cassettes never got the love that like DVDs or, or like CDs got, right? So CDs always got like cool boxes and that. Cassettes very seldom came in mm. cool stuff. So the Madonna one's very, very cool. Um, it was only released in the Philippines. So to have your hands on this is phenomenal, right? Um, fish is in there. People love fish. I never got anything about it. Uh, like you say, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. okay? Um, it's, they say a lot yeah. of homemade ch- charm. 
uh, the band these was, are obviously things that are only on cassette. They 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 are in neither format. They're only on well, so it's it's later albums, but these are the rare cassettes because they're original. So this is one. The Why Smashing Pumpkins is theirs is when they're getting started in 1989. They made 500 copies of this cassette and sold it at yes. their their right. at their gig. So that's why this is so rare. Um, Depeche okay. Mode is so cool because they re-released, so Dave Gahan used to walk around with a demo cassette on him all the time. And they re-released like a version of the demo cassette. It's got his phone number on it from the time and a company called Tape Copying Services uh, that obviously he went to go okay. make this reproduction. So it looks like this handout, like handwritten Depeche Mode with with the phone number on it that he had hand out as a demo tape. Shame. Now, what if somebody, what if somebody now has that phone number and like a, a million Depeche Mode fans are trying to call it? Well, the thing is, they say there's only two of these that are actually legit. The rest are all counterfeit. So there's two Ooh. legit. It, you, you must okay. quit. And if you have that phone number, too bad for you. It's like the guys who have that Tom Petty, you know, anyone who's got a phone number, screw you, right? Um, Metallica. I just, yes. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the Metallica title is truly a thing of wonder. Yeah. Live metal up your ass. This is Metallica when they're getting uh, started out. They recorded a demo tape at a gig. Um, so that must be wild. And then I think the one you'll like is the purple tape from the Pixies. That's some good stuff. Yes, I did notice that. I did notice that. Max 46. I have to say, while we're on this topic of strange band names, there is a really fun Facebook page. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them some love. Not specifically 80s, but what a fun page. It's called Thanks, That's My Band Name Now. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and they will post various things, screenshots of... Um, people's like social media posts or something from a weird article and where people have said an interesting or hilarious combination of words that, you know, that would make you yes. go, that's a great name for a band. Oh, yes. And some of them are truly hilarious. We should do one called that's my podcast name now and see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> that would work too. That'd work. So, you know, the only thing that I can't tell about this article from the rarest cassette tapes, and we got Madonna in there, I love the Depeche Mode one, is like, are mm. they impervious to having the spool coming out that you have to like get try to get? Mm. I, I don't think so. Imagine you got that Depeche Mode one of two and it just, fuck, imagine that. Imagine. So angry. So this has been That 80 Show. Everything you've heard on the show today can be found on That 80 Show SA Facebook page. I have not killed it, but it's it's in my crosshairs to be killed. No. Oh. To be murdered. Oh. I will kill it. No. Um, why men kill their Facebook pages. So the only way you can save it is by getting its <laughs> likes and engagements and little clicks. <laughs> I'm going to do uh, a quick little tease for something that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks. I'm not going to say when because, you know, need to edit and don't have lots of time. But I did a really cool interview yesterday with a, an author, yes. American author of a book that is set in the 80s, total girly, teenage, angsty, romance type book. Yeah. But maybe it's a little more than that and um i spoke to the author yesterday we had we had a nice little chat and we bonded over our 80s memories the spooling of tapes comes up nice. because it comes up in the book and we spoke about it as well in the interview and that'll be something fun and i actually you know i do recommend the book if you, you know you want to read something that's in the 80s like i said very girly probably not oh, when i say not for you paolo maybe it is for you you haven't been known to have your girly moments so <laughs> But yeah, that'll be coming up soon. What's the name of the book? The book is called Once in a Lifetime. Mm -hmm. And the author is Suzanne Mataboni. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's on, I had it's not on. heard of her before, but she has written a few things. She actually is quite a prolific writer. Um, she actually used to write for Seventeen magazine. Oh, wow. That must be cool. Mm. 
Cool. So we're looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's been in the works for quite a while. And I did see kind of the synopsis and the breakdown of that. So I think that's going to be really cool. We'll post that up. You'll get it as soon as it's available. Um, we got some other cool mm-hmm. interviews coming up, some fun things that we're trying out on that 80 show, collabing with other podcasts and uh, just keep an eye on our feed to find out what happens there. Uh, Dory, what has been the most interesting thing you've learned from today's show? Sure. I mean, you know, you always teach me so much every week, Paolo. Today's, well, I didn't know that there was a remake of Arthur with Russell Brand, Mm. but that's not necessarily something I'm going to follow up on. Right. I have learned that what we thought were fun teen rom-coms in the future (laughs) will be dystopian robot killing films. Even Pretty in Pink. Even Pretty in Pink. Like, how the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> How did they get that? It looks like Wally in a dress. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. Bye.